0: listening to the Thornapple Valley Church podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tvcweb.com. Such a privilege being with you, and I just want to welcome all of you that are from Delton and Middleville, and God is going to do an amazing thing, and we just want to thank you for your attention and your presence. So I want to start off by telling you a little story. So there was a guy that had a heart attack, and he was having quadruple bypass surgery, and he finally woke up and realized that he was in a Catholic hospital. And so the nun came in to see him and says, uh, By the way, do you have health insurance? And he says, Nope. No health insurance. He says, well, do you have any money? And he says, no, nope, no money. He says, well, do you have any relatives that could actually help you out with this? And he says, well, I only have one Spencer's sister who is a nun. And the nuns got irritated and says, nuns are not Spencers because nuns are, ba- are, are married to God. And he said, okay, then why don't you send the bill to my brother-in-law? Okay, so I want to talk a little bit tonight, especially on this special time that we're in, the holiday season, I want to talk about how compassion can possibly lead to a higher level of gratitude and thankfulness. Mark 6, chapter 34 says it this way. When Jesus landed and saw the large crowds, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. I want you to know that God has a tremendous amount of compassion for each one of us. God has a tremendous amount of compassion for the human race, but the compassion is not just for the sake of having compassion. He had compassion so that he would forgive us of all of our sins, but forgiveness was not the end of the story. Forgiveness was just the beginning of the story. He forgave us so that he could reconcile us unto himself. So reconciliation and being able to live a life that is beyond regret is the goal and the aim of what God is after for all of us. And it is something that we can truly celebrate in this season and be grateful and be thankful for the loved ones that we're going to spend time with, for the opportunity to see another Thanksgiving come, for the opportunity to be able to go into the Christmas season if he allows us to be here. But sometimes there are things that happen in our lives that actually block us from being able to accept all that God offers. It blocks the reconciliation. And sometimes relationships can block the forgiveness, and sometimes relationships can block us from actually experiencing everything that God intends for us to experience with our family and with our friends and with our loved ones, and even with some new people we might meet in this season. So I think there is no better story in the Bible that can help us to understand this than the story that is found in Luke chapter 17. And it is the story of Jesus on His way going from the border of Samaria and Galilee. And as He was going into a village, so Jesus is always traveling up and down. He travels up to Jerusalem, he stirs up a bunch of trouble, and then he moves back down, he does a lot of teaching and preaching. And so as he's doing this up and down, this going back and forth, he comes into a village, and there are ten men there who have leprosy. Now leprosy is not a disease that we see a lot, especially in the Western world. But leprosy was a disease that created a tremendous amount of shame. People would have to yell, leper, leper. And they would have to be on the outskirts of society, on the outskirts of community because of the fact that they had a disease. Some theologians have likened leprosy to sin. Sin can actually take us and put us outside of the community. It puts us outside of the reconciliation that God desires for us and it puts us in a position in which we begin to struggle in relationships and it causes us have shame. Now I'm not saying that you got leprosy, but I'm saying that all of us deal with shame. And one of the reasons why we struggle so much with shame is because we have guilt. We are guilty of things that have gone wrong. We are guilty of the part that we played. Sometimes in our family gatherings... Sometimes even at Thanksgiving, it can happen. Even during the Christmas season, it can happen. It can happen in a family. It can happen on our jobs. It can happen in the relationship with the people that we have. And one of the things that happen when we are experiencing emotional toxicity, emotional shame, and emotional guilt, every time you have an experience of a toxic emotions, it's just like a tiny little bomb goes off on the inside of you. It's almost like we become terrorists, small-time terrorists, and the small-time terror creates a damage that happens on the inside of our own system. And then where we're experiencing the shame and the guilt, it automatically leads to frustration. And frustration is the first cousin to anger. Now, I don't know if you've ever been around somebody who was an extremely angry person. Every time they get angry, it's because of little bomb went off on the inside of them, and they didn't know what to do with it, and so they handed it to you. They gave it to you. And if frustration and anger continue to build and grow, we get into a state that's actually the worst possible place that we can get. You know, you can get angry and sin not. You can get angry and not let the sun go down on your anger. You have to take care of it. You have to deal with it. But if the anger gets lodged into your system, if the bombs keep blowing up on the inside of your system, eventually you will end up in a state of perpetual bitterness. And so these guys were there And here they were, they were very angry about the fact that they had been on the outskirts of society, that they were shunned by people. And after a while, when you get, when you're on the outskirts and you get shunned and you're isolated, you start getting crazy ideas and you actually at some point get angry with yourself that you're not different. And so they saw him when he was coming through. My question for you in this Thanksgiving season is can you see the Lord? Can you see the Master? Can you see Jesus and see that he is full of compassion and he wants to deal with whatever bombs have gone off that have caused internal damage so that it's very difficult for you to find your way in relationships. So when Jesus saw them, they stood at a distance. I want you to know that there are many of us that believe in a God, we know that there's a God, and we have some kind of love and feeling toward that God, but we feel like we are so distant from Him. And I want you to know that this is the time of the year when we celebrate Thanksgiving and the coming Christmas in which we should draw closer to Him. You can be in a relationship with God and still feel like you're very distant from Him. But God has sent His Son not only full of compassion and full of forgiveness, but He wants to be reconciled to a relationship of closeness. This is the reason why when we pray, the Bible says that he already knows our needs before we ask. So why ask? Because he wants to pull us in close and he wants to get us in close in a relationship with him. And it says they stood at a distance and they called out with a loud voice, Jesus, have pity on us. I want you to know that needs to be all of our prayer, especially for the shame and the guilt and the frustration and the anger, all the emotional things that we deal with. And so one of the things that I want to encourage you with as you go into this season, if there's anything in the relationships that you're having with family members, and if there's anything in the relationships that you're having with the people that you work with. It could be that there's something that's in the relationship with your own children or with your own parents. I'm asking you to demonstrate and show compassion because I'm telling you, compassion will lead to a level of gratitude that is beyond anything you could imagine. Then in verse 14 it says, And when he saw them... He said, go and show yourself to the priests. <clears throat> that doesn't mean much to us today. Because we don't do rabbinical, synagogue, sacrificial worship. Today what we do is we bring ourselves to the community. Go and show yourself to the community. Go and come into community life. Come into a small group. Come into a relationship with someone who's experienced some type of healing from shame, healing from guilt, healing from frustration, healing from anger, and healing from bitterness. Get into relationship with people who are going in the direction that you want to go. And it says, he said to them, go. See, as you go, as you go, you will be cleansed. As you go into those family relationships, don't avoid it. As you go and trust in the compassion of Christ, you'll be able to be a Christ-like person there. And it says, as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, we have to go. The only way that you can walk the journey of a thousand miles is if you take one step at a time. Listen, this is something that I had to do in my own life. When I became a Christian, my family was dead set against it. As a matter of fact, My mom told me that I had been brainwashed. She said none of it was true. Just a bunch of people got together with you and brainwashed you. And the first thing I thought, my brains were so dirty, they actually needed to be washed. But after I got up off the floor from being discouraged and in distress from her telling me that I had made the wrong mistake, You know, after all of that happened, I decided, you know what? I think what I'll do is I'll fix her. And so I tried to look up Scripture and explain to her why I believed in what I believed. And the more I did that to her, the farther we got apart. She took her stand, and I took my stand. This is a problem in relationships. You got free will over here and your other person got free will over here and you can't fix somebody with the free will. So after trying so hard, I got on my knees and I said, God, teach me, teach me how to be in relationship with my mother. And then God answered me and I thought he must possibly be talking to someone else. He said, well, why don't you just love her? And I thought, that's not what I asked you for. I asked you for information to prove I was right. Listen, as you go into this Thanksgiving, is it more important that you be right or that you be in relationship with people who might not agree with everything that you say? And so I decided that I would listen to God, and just go and be in relationship with her. Listen, it was hard. It was the most difficult thing I ever did. As a matter of fact, in the beginning, God said to me, shut up. And I'm like, shut up. I like to talk. He said, no, shut up. So my mom would say stuff, and she would attack Christianity, and I just sat there and took it. It felt like little bombs was going off on the inside. And then God said to me, go out of your way to be nice to her. Go out of your way to be kind to her. Go out of your way to show her my love because the only way she's ever going to see what my love looks like is through you. Listen, this Thanksgiving season is an opportunity for all of us to show other people what the love of God looks like. I had my mom here back in October when my son got married, and I brought her out, and I consistently today, I do one thing with her. I do not try to prove that I'm right, but I try to prove that I have compassion for her, And because of practicing that compassion, I have a a level of thankfulness for her, for who she is. You know, if my mom hadn't been the type of person that she was, I wouldn't be the type of person that I am today. She played a critical role in my spiritual development, even though she doesn't even know it. And I want you to know that the people who are in your life play a critical role in your own development. God is reconciling you to himself. But you got to forgive and you got to let go and you got to let God. So, It says that one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back praising God. Listen, we have been healed from so much. You know, maybe you're not carrying toxic shame. Wow, you've been healed. Maybe you're not carrying toxic guilt. You know it's better not to get something than to actually have to get healed from it. Maybe you're not carrying toxic frustration. Wow, that's amazing. That's a testimony. Maybe you're not carrying toxic anger. That's another amazing thing. And maybe you're not filled with bitterness. Maybe you're actually glad for this season. Then do what this man did In the story it says that when he saw that he was healed he came back praising God with a loud voice now I'm not suggesting that you get to the thanksgiving table and just start yelling God 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 but please yell in your spirit and in your heart love 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 compassion love gratitude thankfulness And he threw himself, it says, at the feet of Jesus, and he thanked him. And one of the reasons he thanked him is because he was a Samaritan. In other words, he was kind of like us. He was a Gentile. And yet God has chosen to bring us into his family to use us as a light for our families. Isn't that an amazing thing? And then Jesus said these words. Were not there ten that were cleansed? Where are the other nine? You know, the problem that we have is not that God is not at work. It's not that God is not doing things. But there are so many that are not demonstrating it with their lives, with the people that need to see the light. So I'm encouraging us, in this season, be the light of Christ. Be that with your loved ones. Be that with your in-laws. Be that with your outlaws. Be that with your your uncle that you're not sure if you even want him to come. Be that. In community so that we can bring more people into the community that will eventually say Lord have pity on us and I just want to thank you for your time and I'm asking that God bless you richly so would you join me in a word of prayer as we close out this service So Lord, we just want to thank you for the opportunity of experiencing your compassion, for knowing what forgiveness is like, for having a place, Lord, to take our anger and our guilt and our shame and our frustration and our bitterness, Lord, that we have a high priest that understands and we can come boldly before the throne, We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful thing you've given us as community. Lord, let us take this same community, Lord, into our households, into our relationships, into our jobs, and we just ask, Lord, that this season would be the greatest season ever and that your name would be glorified in our lives. Speak, Lord, through our love. Speak, Lord, through our empathy. Speak, Lord, through our thankfulness. And we give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Listen, I just want to thank you for having me. And I'm asking that God bless you richly. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tbcweb.com.